Welcome to the Community Warehouse. This is Imran Nanlawala, and it's been a long time since we've seen you, but we haven't forgotten about you guys. And I'm joined by my co-host, Habib Qadri. Habib, how you doing? Doing well, doing well. So let's go straight to it since uh, it's been a while. Mm -hmm. But wanted to ask you a question. Uh, with your many years, decades in education as an educational leader, oftentimes you hear, uh, and I'm not saying you hear, but I've heard yeah. uh, parents complain about maybe something that the kids are picking up at school, mm -hmm. whether it be public or private. Very seldom do we talk about maybe what kids and by extension the families are bringing into the school. And by that I mean, uh, you know, for example, if the school is living by a certain set of values, but you have kids who are exposed to uh, bad language, uh, certain types of music, certain type of acceptable behaviors and sure. norms, how does that impact and affect the school? And is that even an appropriate question to ask? No, I think it's a great question. First and foremost, we have to realize it's like any private school, and especially like an Islamic school. Sending to an Islamic school or just even a Muslim country, right. that doesn't mean everything's just going to be all like, you know, utopia. Right. Everything's, you know, you could go to even Makkah, Medina, and there might still be some things that are un Islamic, might happen, might be hidden, but I have that. You might have some people try to even do some stealing or theft, mm. right? So the idea is that when, first and foremost, when someone comes in or transfers into a school, they need to understand that does mean now, oh my God, this is like rehab and we're going to change everything around. But what you're trying to do is you're trying to provide an environment where you could have some areas of ease in practicing your faith or reminding you of concepts to get closer to God, mm. to Allah SWT. But as many kids come in and you have a school of 400, 500, that also means we have a school and they could provide some you know, information and, and experience and tarbiyah and, 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 and some experiential learning. But then that means there's also stuff coming from home. A lot of our development, our, our akhlaq, majority of the time, character, mm. comes from children. Mm. Uh, comes from the parents to the children, right? Because what you start, what, when they're young, at one, two, three months, five months, six months, the, the conversations, when they're one or two, keeping the control, the, the, uh, all these, they're sponges. All that time, they're just like sponges and, you, and you're, you're just putting stuff into them. Now you need to express, uh, you know, to keep some of those things, and some things you're like, okay, don't, don't, don't have that bad habit. Let's stop that. And I think that becomes an area where you have parents now, when you know, uh, and saying, well, I came here and my child learned this word. Okay, maybe they did. Maybe it happened. I can't believe the Islamic school. I'm like, just like how all of us have learned a bad word, and especially when I, when people come back home, I'm like, I'm going back home. There's sometimes <laughs> words there. Everyone's used it, right? So. It can happen. Now the idea isn't saying, hey, but in this environment, hey, this has happened, but this is unacceptable. And we can reinforce it. So it won't be just consistently every, every few seconds where we all grew up in the, in the, in the playground. It'll be like, ta-ta-ta, beep, ba-ba-ba, beep, right? And it was just, that became part of the conversation yep. and the language that here at least at religious institutions, you can help control some of that constant. Can you, but can they be exposed to it? No doubt about it. Mm. Just like music, everything. Like you have a phone, you can give them all here, but then you give them a, a phone when they're in third grade, second grade. Yeah, you're going to give them access to everything. Then you got the whole wide world telling them what to do. Mm. Right? So I think that's where I, I see the, the concerns when people just kind of jump on and say, well, this is there. And then you know, I would say, Shaitan's going to try to give you an excuse to say, why well, this is, not, I shouldn't switch back. Right? Like, okay, there's no need to be here. Right? But I, I was like, look, if you could come to school, you're just going to give you a foundation and they could give you some framework, and if you could run with it and start building on it, you know, and, mm. then, and, and, and then you work together, and no doubt about it, schools can get better. There are things that they could get better at. 
But when we start always like whatever my child says is detrimental. And because now you're thinking, a kid knows, oh, my, my parents got my back. And they know like, oh yeah, they're going to, oh, yeah, I know. I, you might, I, I wasn't there when they didn't know. I'm like, they know when you walked over, they're like, yeah, I saw your mom again. She's got my back, right? She didn't yell at me that much. Like, oh, really? I'm going to go talk to her, <laughs> right? These comments, right. you have to realize, they're not really helping. That's interesting because just the, the flashback I had was uh, I remember one time I was coaching uh, eighth grade basketball. This is as I was a freshman in college. Uh-huh. And uh, one of the kids was refusing to practice hard. So we kind of got on him. We were like, come on, you know, you got, you got to move. Stop being lazy. Mm-hmm. And he got the green light. He's like, I'm going to go tell my mom. Very, you know, he was very confident yeah. that he could go tell his mom. There was yeah. no fear of any repercussion. So one thing that you mentioned that was very beneficial was, okay, um, most of how the kids are comes from what they see at home. Yeah. Now, what do you think about this like example, right? So I've, I've been working with this high-level basketball program in Texas, but because there's this connection that it's not a recreation or intramural basketball program, but it's a high-level program yes. where kids wind up going to uh, getting college scholarships, nice. you see the parents tolerate so much more from the coaches, right, where the That's coaches can be very direct, maybe even use foul right. language, not saying that these ones do, right, right. but they, they, the, the, the coaches are able to impart the values and the philosophies they want because there's already that buy-in from the parents. Right. Do you think that parents should have the same buy-in when they're sending their kids to a, a vetted school uh, when the school has produced consistently like good results? Yeah, you know, no doubt about it. Parents always has a, you know, has a right to always express their concerns. They have a right to. Mm. And I think even as a good school, if it's even a school who's, who's developing, like there's so much our school can improve on. We still have to keep on developing. So we have to keep our ears open. We need to still listen. But what happens when in a conversation and we're trying to explain, so well, here's, here's, here's the reason why. Uh, this is the thought process. Then they have to understand and say, look, you got to hear both ways. Mm. And there might be a reason. It might not be ideal, but this is the reason why we're, this is the situation why we had to um, make this decision. I think those things have to be in saying, well, hey, young man, how can you have done this better? You know, like, there are going to be things that could happen. And I, I remember once there was my, my younger daughter, they were young in South Tarabi. They, you know, they were playing Uno or Spoons or something like that, you know, when after four were guys, they were guys in the back. And I think so someone might have gotten mad at them. Okay. And now I had some parents like, oh my God, I can't believe this so-and-so got mad at them. I was like, all right. And? Well, you know what? And I told my daughter, I said, okay, fine. There's nothing haram. The kids are like, oh my God, it was like haram to play things. I said, there's nothing haram with it, but there's a time and place. Mm. So upset me just kind of saying, well, I said, look, auntie was just trying to give you a reminder. Maybe you didn't understand it that way, but she's just trying to tell you, look, there's a time and place and might, people might not understand. Someone look at it, they might be like, you're not praying, you're just doing this, right? So I think no doubt about, you could give 20 questions, 40 excuses. But at the same time, I also want our kids to, be like, well, I'll see you want to look at it. Hey, they might think like you're being disrespectful to the masjid or to Salah or you're not, you know, just don't want to pray. And then other young kids might learn that and say, well, you don't have to pray, you can play here. You got to have kids to look at both sides, right? Students, students say, look, here's the rule. Maybe it could have been better, but also I want you to understand why they might assume that. Just like when we always like, oh, why don't you give us 70 excuses? I understand that, but at the same time, do you put yourself, as my mom always said, if you want to hang out with guys who are smoking and someone drives by and say, well, and they say, hey, your son was smoking. And I usually say, I know. I'm like, well, you're around people. And if it's all puff, they don't know the difference if you were just there. They're happy. Like, you come out of high school, you know, some guys are smoking, you're just talking to them. And, you know, if someone passes by and it, it just you see the sure. puff, you're going to be like, he was so smoking. you have to think to myself, okay, did I put myself in a situation that people perceive? I just feel like we're now covering ourselves like, no, we can't look at that side. Like, mm. I'm feeling hurt. Mm. No doubt about it. If something there's bothering, but I, I also kids have to be like, okay, I can see where, 
Why did they maybe assume that? So that, that, that having that bit back both sides, so when you're even talking to a child and saying maybe you could still be supportive, but also I want them to understand the other side too.